the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory Glory to you, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and undergo great suffering at the hands of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised. And Peter took Jesus aside and began to rebuke him, saying, God forbid it, Lord, this must never happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. Then Jesus told his disciples, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit them if they gain the whole world but forfeit their life? Or what will they give in return for their life? For the Son of Man is to come with his angels in the glory of his Father, and then he will repay everyone for what has been done. Truly, I tell you, there are some standing here who will not taste death before they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. A bunch of losers... You'd think everyone was a loser, the way one public official talks. If that's a way to get attention, so is my idea for a book. How about this title? How to be a loser. Probably wouldn't sell any copies. (laughs) No one wants to lose at the stock market. No one wants to make the World Series and not win it. No one wants to be the runner-up for the coveted job. No one wants to come up short with online dating. And no one wants to be one of the families in Houston that lost everything. Scan your life. Think of the times you were the loser. Now we know in order to have winners, there have to be losers. But who wants to be one? Peter scored big time in last week's gospel. Peter won the ultimate compliment from Jesus. After confessing him to be the Messiah, Jesus calls him rock and tells him that the church will be built on his confession of faith. Peter wins the most famous, the most remembered of all 12 apostles. Who else has a church like St. Peter's in Rome built in honor of them? But slow down. Last week's gospel morphs into this week's, and Jesus tells the disciples that his mission as Messiah will lead to his suffering and death. 
And that infuriates Peter. In fact, Peter thinks Jesus is a loser for even talking that way. Peter expects a warrior like king, a winner who will liberate the Israelites from the Romans. But Jesus rebukes Peter. Peter the rock becomes Peter the stumbling block. Peter is now the loser. As Jesus says to him, get behind me, Satan. Wow, strong stuff. Get out of the way, Peter, he seems to be saying. You are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. And then Jesus goes on to suggest that the way to find your life is through losing it, becoming a loser. What? Jesus? Now, early Christians took this literally. Martyrs were persecuted for their faith. They lost this life in order to become a winner as they entered paradise. Doesn't seem like many Christians are signing up for this winning plan today, regardless of whether they are Bible-based conservatives or social justice liberals. But I wonder, maybe, maybe we are called to be losers. Yet in an era when people are trying to find themselves, to find purpose, to find meaning, to find love, to find success, to find happiness, the message of how to be a loser, how to deny yourself, how to take up your cross, sounds like a losing proposition. Except Jesus tells us in losing our lives, we find them. So today I can think of three things, three ways that such a message might ring true for us today. First is one I've never thought of till this year. We are going to lose our lives, literally, at some point. We are going to die. And when we face that truth, when we stop living in denial, when we come face to face with our mortality, many times it is then that we begin to truly live. When discussing today's gospel earlier this week at our Wednesday Bible study, one person said that it reminded her of these lyrics from Leonard Cohen's popular song, Suzanne. And Jesus was a sailor when he walked upon the water, and he spent a long time watching from his lonely wooden tower. And when he knew for certain only drowning men could see him. Mystery. Riddle, paradox, call it what you like, when we are drowning, when we are dying, when we are struggling, when we are losing, we see a new God's mercy and the vast beauty of creation and of our own lives. Secondly, on this Labor Day weekend, I would suggest that we lose our life for the sake of others, through our work, our vocation. Most of us want to make a difference with our lives. 
And occasionally someone will tell me they don't think their work is as noble as others who are clearly making the world a better place. But our Lutheran heritage reminds us that whatever we do, we are serving the common good and thus serving God. Clerks, janitors, teachers, bankers, construction workers, accountants, whatever you do, volunteering, the list is endless. All human occupations serve God's purpose, whether we or they acknowledge it or not. And it's our baptism that sets us free to lose our lives in service to our neighbor. What good news. Paul says it so eloquently today. Let love be genuine. Outdo one another in showing honor. Contribute to the needs of the saints. Practice hospitality. Live in harmony with one another. Associate with the lowly. Do not repay evil for evil and live peaceably with all. Finally, thirdly, being a loser means looking at our own losses and finding in them the hidden presence of God. So think back to the greatest losses that you have faced. I would have not chosen mine you probably would have not either. But they now define us. They are a part of us, part of our story. Most of us want a loss-free life, a perfect life, a life void of suffering and pain, but that does not seem to be what is built into the universe. So Martin Luther wrote about the theology of the cross, not that God wants us to suffer, not that God wills people to be losers. Not that victims of injustice should just bear their suffering in silence. Rather, out of these experiences of loss, God births new life. In fact, as Luther writes, we see God's power hidden, hidden in the vulnerability of the manger and of the cross. Think of it this way, Jesus is the ultimate loser whose resurrection is his vindication. And because of God's mercy, we now stand with all those the world declares to be losers, those that are poor or mentally ill, those who are hated because of race or religion. So here's what I'm wondering today. Perhaps as a community, we could learn how to be losers. Following Christ, the loser in death, who is risen and present with us today and at this table. Let us take up the cross. Let us follow the cross from here into our daily lives and into the world. And then find, find more than we can ever imagine.